Good morning, Harvest Church. How is everyone today? I think we got more kids here than we have adults. That's all right. I like that. So they're going to have a good time upstairs. Hey, so the Governor Ricketts has put out the rules again that we need to do the six feet, as much as you heard coming on your way in and stuff. So obviously, thank God we're not being shut down because that would be a whole different battle. But um, we can go ahead and, and adhere to the leadership in this uh state and whatnot so we're just doing the six feet three feet in between each family whatever if you guys all run into each other and shake hands on the way out i won't i ain't gonna stop you so that's just how it works but we're trying our part we're doing our part to adhere to the rules and and govern to that so that's why that and if we ever have enough people we've got the other room set up so we can get a whole bunch of people in there so and the sound system out there is really good too so don't ever be afraid that if you get stuck out there that you're getting the low end of the grade or nothing. It's good stuff out there too. But other than that, this morning we're doing things a little bit different. We're going to do extended worship this morning. So, you know, I was thinking about this. When you pray for a healing or something and, and you speak the word over you, what do you do after that then to receive your healing? You just thank God for it. You don't have to keep begging and pleading God over and over and over. Well, there's a whole lot of weird stuff going on in this nation right now, a little bit. But God has spoken through his prophets, and he's made it very clear what God's plan is. And we have prayed, and we have done our part. We have spoken what God has spoken, and we have declared the word. So let's worship. Let's just thank God for the victory that he's already promised. And so we're going to do a little extra worship this morning. I just wanted you to take advantage of that, and, and not only over this nation, but the promises you're standing on in your own life. Let's just thank him because he is faithful to his word every time. We're going to start off with a video, a Crowder song, and then we'll roll into some songs that we'll do ourselves. So if you guys want to go ahead and stand up, and they'll hit the lights, and we'll, we'll get started. Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity to come into your presence and to worship the one true living God. Amen. Lord, we don't take this situation lightly, but Father, we are grateful for the opportunity to come together as a family this morning and do just that. So we exalt you. We worship you. We praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Bye. 
and rise up, stand in the light. Oh, the battle belongs to the Lord. Oh, the battle belongs to the
ready to feed in the night. So come and rise up and stand in the light. Oh, the battle belongs to the Lord. Yes, the battle
There's nothing that's better than you, Lord. There's nothing, nothing is better than you. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There is nothing. There's nothing, nothing is better than you.
you're not going to find it anywhere else. You're not going to find what you're looking for. It's in his presence. forgive us for not treasuring your presence for looking elsewhere for the solutions for trying to do it on our for reminding us Father of your goodness your faithfulness your love and your mercy for us your kindness towards us Father you for the sweetness of your spirit the tenderness Lord in which you speak to us and to our hearts may we return that tenderness back to you that intimacy that you desire. I thank you for your presence. Let's sing that one more time. In the stillness of your presence
Father, we worship you in this house this morning. We do love you and we do honor your presence. Oh, Father, we love you more than anything the world could ever offer us. For in your presence is fullness of joy, in your presence is peace. You said, Lord, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We thank you, Father, that you have ordained for your people in this hour to rise up and be victorious in your Son, Jesus. And so, Father, we set our affections this morning on things above and take our eyes off of what's going on in the world right now and we look to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the author and the finisher of our faith, the first and the last. We worship you. We glorify you in this house of this wonderful God. And all God's people said, Amen. Now listen to me. I realize there's a nice presence here, but the one thing that that it was impressed upon me, and before we go today, I'm on, I won't preach a long time. I want to listen to that first video again, so I want you to have that ready. What the devil has done in this hour is he's tried to steal the shout of God's people. Now, I'll clue you, yesterday, Nebraska won. Do you think people were just sitting there in their living rooms? Oh, that's wonderful. No, they were probably shouting. Amen? A lot of them were complaining, but they won. We've won the victory through Jesus Christ. So, what we need to do folks, and I, I, I realize that you might come out of a background, and we were raised Methodist, and you know, you go to church, and you're supposed to be quiet, and you know, religious. In the days to come, folks, the shout's going to be restored back to God's people. That's why the scripture says, shout on to God with a voice of triumph. So, Father, this morning, we lift our voice and we do shout on to you. And we give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. Because you are a God of victory. And you've ordained victory for your people in this hour. So we thank you, Father, for it. may be seated. That's why I wanted to, to worship today, because let's just celebrate what's coming. We have these devotionals. They come for three months. This new one is just out. It's for December, January, February. We have them in the back. Um, they cost us about $3, so if you want one, you can just put $3 in the offering or whatever. If you don't have the $3, that's fine. 
it's a very good, it starts you out with the word and we all need a little more word in our lives. And they're good. They also have in the back the plan of salvation. And so they're really good to give to people without having to shove something down their throat. So we just encourage you, we have enough back there. You can have extra and, and give them to people. So we encourage you to do that. If you have your Bibles, open to Hebrews. You know, I've been a Nebraska fan for over 50 years. I've hung with them, like most of you have, through thick or thin wins or losses. Mike's never been too interested. But I have a confession to make. Yesterday, during Pennsylvania's last possession, I walked away. (laughs) I went to the kitchen. And I just couldn't watch any longer. And lo and behold, Mike sat in there and was cheering the whole time. And he's yelling at me, what's wrong with you? Get in here. And finally, I yelled back. And I said, just shut up and just leave me alone. (laughs) Now I regret that I didn't watch that last series. If you have your Bibles in Hebrews chapter 10, starting with verse 35, I was convicted. But we don't need to be that way with the things of God. Verse 35 says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward, for you have need of endurance. So that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not those who draw back to perdition or destruction, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Now. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence or the confidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which were visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And through it he being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him for before he was taken he had this testimony that he pleased God but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him we are in the day of faith we need to be strong in faith and this last scripture tells us You know, there's a scripture in Romans 10. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And this in in Hebrews 11, 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now is the day to diligently seek him. Now is the day 
to get the word so that your faith grows. Faith doesn't come by the news stations. Faith doesn't come by social media. Faith comes by the word and hearing the word. And we can help one another like he did with me in the living room yesterday. When our faith wavers, get around somebody that their faith is strong. And encourage yourself in the things of God. And get in the word and seek him more than ever before. Ushers, you can go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. find in your Bibles as they're waiting upon you, Joshua chapter 1, Joshua chapter 1, and I'll just go for a little bit today, and and I realize we went a little longer with our worship, but I felt we needed to. I want to be built in your spirit that we're going to win, and I'll tell you what, I, I have to, I make myself listen to men of God and women of God that are preaching victory, that, that we're going to win, we're not going to lose, amen? And so it's important that you do that. You are who you hang around, and it's important what you listen to every day. I had to turn Fox News off because they're just not what they used to be, amen? Now, the purpose of our series, and we've been on this a long time, I'm just going to go through this quickly, I'll give you uh, four things. Number one, we need to recognize that the church is in a new season. And if you haven't recognized that, where have you been? Things are changing. Now listen to me, some things will never be the same again. So you might as well just write that down, take it to the bank, Some things will never be the same. I do not want to go back. I want to go forward. We serve a God that commands His people to march forward. To be forward focused, not past possessed. So forget about, we're going to have to forget about some things in in this coming new year. And we're going to have to be focused on what God wants the church to do. It's not about building your own private ministry, building your own church. The day of the mega church, I believe, will be gone. And the days of the churches on the edge of town that have preached the uncompromised word of God for years, they will rise. Amen? We're in a new season. Number two, the believer in this new season must take personal responsibility to prepare for the greatest outpouring of God's spirit the world has ever seen. You and I have a responsibility to take charge of our spiritual life. You can't rely on your mate and their faith. You you can't just rely on the church and the preacher. You have to develop your own intimate fellowship with God daily around His Word. 
Amen? Number three, it will take courage and obedience to possess our spiritual inheritance. It will take what? Courage and obedience. See, I believe the church, the church didn't get it the first four years of of Trump's presidency. But we're getting it now. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if, if, if the president ever needed prayers, it's going to be in the next four years. But I believe we'll step up to the plate and take the challenge. Amen? Number four, there's a separation from the world occurring. The ecclesia, or the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, has been called forth and separated for the purposes of God. There's a separation occurring right now. Not only in the world, but in the church. Let that sink in. The remnant is rising up. And God has always, through generations, has had a remnant of people that believed Him and acted upon His Word and were successful. Now, I want to read to you Joshua 1.9. Or Joshua chapter 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel, every place the sole of your foot will tread upon, I've given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. And you need to get that in your spirit. And renew your mind that your God and my God will not leave us high and dry. He's not going to leave His church in this hour. Be strong and of good courage. And if if that's anything you get today, you need to get that. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Now listen to verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. So you and I must meditate in what? The Father's Word, day and night. That means it should be before us as much as possible. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, <clears throat> this the next few weeks... We'll finish this part, and then towards the end of the year, I've saved the best for the last because I want to talk about miracles. And I believe we're in a miracle season. Now listen to this. This is the central truth. This is so important for all of us. 
everything the church does in the days ahead must, everyone say must, must depend upon Jesus Christ, the living Word of God. Everything the church does in the days ahead, in the future, our eyes need to be on Jesus. It's all about Jesus Christ. Nothing else. It's all about Jesus Christ. So we need to put our trust in Him. Now, number one, the Word of God must be. I'm using the word must. The Word of God must be the believer's number one priority daily. This book here must be your priority daily. We're all gifted. We all have different personalities. Some of us, you know, I'm, I'm a doer. I'm, I'll, you know, I set my face like flint. I'm going to get it done. Take the bull by the horns. Some people are more laid back, more reserved. But no matter your personality type, you're going to have to learn to get in this book daily and get the Word of God and meditate upon it, think about it, reflect on it, find a scripture that ministers to you and just chew on it daily. Because this is our source in the days ahead for life. This is our source for light and revelation in the days ahead. See, the tribe of Ishakar, it said they had understanding of the times to know what to do. Well, we need to have understanding in this hour to know what we're supposed to do. And the only way you're going to get it is through the Word. The Word of God must be you, the believer's priority every day. It must be your priority. <clears throat> you don't have to read 14 chapters a day to be spiritual. You could take one scripture and think upon it and reflect upon it and meditate upon it and get it down in you. Amen? So when the storms of life come, that scripture is going to rise up. Number two, the Word must be the believer's spiritual foundation. We'll talk about a spiritual foundation. Is your house built upon the rock? Is your house and household and family built upon Jesus Christ? Or what the government says? <laughs> There's too many people out there that, that believe everything the government tells them and what they need to do. Biden said it's going to be a dark winter. I say bowl. Did I say bowl, bowl, right? She always says I have trouble with bowl, bowl, and bowl. You're getting what I'm telling you. It's not going to be a dark winter. But you're going to have to renew your mind to some things right now and Shut, shut some of the news off and the technology and go aside with God and spend some time with Him. And then finally, we'll talk about this, you and I are going to have to abide in His Word continually. <clears throat> I am a prayer. Your gift, your, your, we're all gifted differently. I pray in the Spirit every day. 
To me, it's not a, a laborious thing. It's, a, it's a, a privilege and a joy to speak my spirit, speak to spirit to spirit with God every day. Some people are given to, they just read the Word and meditate the Word and think about the Word. Timothy Scott's that kind of a guy. He's, he's always got his nose in the book, thinking about Scripture. We're all gifted differently. But you're, all of us are going to have to make an effort in the days ahead to spend time with God. You know, that's why what Abe was ministering, I, I know that was the heart of God. There's nothing more important than his presence. There's nothing more important than spending time with your creator. Amen? Now, look at John 1 and I'll close with this. And I'll tell you, if you're new to the church, if I say I'm going to close, I'm going to close. I'm not going to go over it and over it and over it. I want, I want you to get this. The Word of God must be number one priority. Say, the Word of God must be number one priority in my life. I love this Scripture. This, this is a powerful Scripture. I'll never forget when I was in Bible school, one of the teachers got up in front of the whole class, and he, he was a seasoned veteran. <laughs> And he put music to this. And he went ahead and he quoted by memory John chapter 1. I think the first 20, 34 verses. And it was beautiful. But I want to give you the, five, the first five verses here. Because we're talking about how important, what's the important thing? What's priority? The Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overpower. Now, let me read it to you a little different. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through the Word. And without the Word, nothing was made that was made. In the Word was life. And the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Are you getting the picture? Jesus Christ is the living Word of God. He is our life. He is our light. He is our salvation. He is our wisdom. He is our healing and deliverance. I could go on and on and on, and I was going to give you a lot of scriptures today. But I want you to see the significance of the Word of God in your life. Amen? Now, I'm going to stop. Because I want you to leave here today. What are you leaving here with? Let me hear some things. What are you leaving with here with? 
The Word has to be the number one priority in your life. Anything else? Get in His presence. You've got to take responsibility to do that. I have to take personal responsibility. What else? Be, be strong, church. Don't be weak and wimpy. Let God restore the shout back to you. You might not feel, I came in today, I had to make sure I was saved. What does that mean? I didn't feel nothing. Do you ever have days you just don't? Dear Lord, am I even, Jesus, where are you? We walk by faith, not by our sight, by our five physical senses. So you've got to take yourself, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You can't be in the kitchen cowering in fear that Nebraska's going to lose. You have to be strong, confident. Not very often I can do that. Now, you have that cued? I want, to, I want to play this once more. I realize some of uh, older folks don't like it loud, but this, this is important because this is where we're at right now. Is that okay with you? Amen. No, you don't need to stand. You can sit. You'll, you should stand at the end.
One, two, three. Jesus! That's our victory. Remember that. Act like it this week and talk like it. Amen? God bless you. Thank you. We're not afraid. Terror. 
Ah! 